Welcome in, boys. We are here in mourning, but also in celebration of, I think, uh, Jack, would you say one of the most memorable regular seasons on record? Yes, I think that's very fair to say. Um, It has to be seen uh, how the playoffs go, Um, but I have a lot of hope for some fun, exciting matchups as, you know, it's already set. Jack, uh, I don't know about you, but uh, you feeling ready to... uh, Go hiking, explore your hobbies, your passions, read books, uh, catch up on your favorite shows. Just be a be a n- normal human being for, uh, for for the next six months. It honestly, you know, before um, honestly, this one was this was a crazy season um, for just how much time was spent thinking about fantasy, especially living with two league members. Yeah. Um, and Discord just made people more active. Um, I, I, I love that, Jack. I, I think even some of the some of the old heads got got <laughs> turned in favor of Discord. Even even you see, Tampi's been sending some fire in the chat today. He was he broke the Jake Thompson news. He broke the Sherlock news. Will <laughs> even Will's plugged in these days. You know, it's it's just great seeing, uh, in a way, uh, a, uh, a a a Hall of Fame member of the league um, get started with his life. Um, seeing as he was tagged in DJ's post. Yeah, well, we got a lot to get to, he's Jack. A part of it. It's, yep, it's, God, yeah. it's just the two of us for this recording. I think, you know, two guys, uh, seventh and eighth place. Uh, we finished just out of the playoffs, and uh, the emotional attachment left, I think, is uh, is minimal for now, at least. Yeah, so. I mean, it's fun because we both have good keepers. Um, I mean, because you're going to keep H-hand, probably um and i'll keep puka so that's always nice um but yeah this was this was a disappointing ending for both of us i'm sure you probably more so if i'm being honest um because at least for me i can be like well herbert got injured so you know next week was going to be a battle regardless well you know without getting into a meta debate like that why don't we start with your match and uh yeah. I, I think we can save uh the full season recaps maybe for uh for mm-hmm. after the championship or maybe uh i don't know yeah in the build-up to that but um i uh yeah jack going into this week you were in the playoff picture um you really as long as you won um assuming most likely in yeah, assuming that, you know, Camo didn't, like, super outscore you and Metcalf didn't win, as long as you won, you were going to be in the playoffs. Um, but we both know you were facing a tall task. That's why, at the end of the day, I ended up rooting for you last week because I like the odds of um, of Telford taking on you this week. And, you know, as I think as you pointed to, um, it wasn't necessarily Telford's most dominant showing. I think your 
roster was certainly good enough to overcome Telford's performance. But uh, I mean, look, you had the you, you had the you had the Jay Herbo injury. That's just you know uh, we've seen this a lot actually this year with a lot of teams, given how many major QB injuries there's been, where a quarterback goes out there and puts up less than two points before going out for the rest of the game. Uh, if yeah. Really think about it. Um, and it, it finally came to pass for you. Um, but, uh, you know, also Jamar Chase, I think. In the end, what is there to say about Jamar Chase? I think he kind of disappointed everyone who had him this year. Won me last <laughs> week, but um, past that, you know, it was, it was sad to see from him. I think I only had him like three weeks. Maybe four. It was a. It was a. If you look at his game logs, I think this is a nice guy to recap because he was so highly touted. Um, he the numbers he put up. If you show me this game log, I would think going into this year that this was T Higgins game log or perhaps a Jalen Waddle or Devonte Smith type. Where um, you know this is an elite second option who sometimes just doesn't get the targets because there's another alpha in the room. But Jamar Chase is that guy. I heard some people say this year that um, you could argue that he's going to be the wide receiver one. And with JJ going down, you would think that that would open up. But uh, Chase has really been healthy for the entire season. He only lost Burrow um, two games ago. And yeah, just, you know, wide receiver five, certainly not a huge disappointment. But, um, you know, a real, a real, became a real traveler this year for a reason. I feel like his stock was constantly going up and down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got a lot of name value, but, you know, um... I still don't regret the trade. I still think my team got better. Uh, Look, at the end of the day, Jack, yeah, you're. this was an extremely solid core. I always thought you kind of overvalued Herbo a bit, but still you had so many good pieces below him that even having a, you know, middle of the pack starting quarterback. Um, yeah, like I said, you're. I was texting you this last night. I think I'm, I'm kind of shocked that you were in a position where you could have made the playoffs just a few weeks ago, and uh, you just didn't string together enough wins. Because you saw that, uh, you saw those draft, those early draft projections. I sent. I think you have four of the players that were on that board, um, at least of the one that I sent. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Chase, uh, uh, <laughs> Gibbs, and Etienne are all considered top twelve players headed into next year. How do you yeah. feel about that? Uh, I I don't know. I think. I can't be, you know, you can't be too, too mad at the season, how it played out. Um, I'll have to go back and look at some stats to figure out who was the real matchup merchant of the year. Um, I think that's the real question of the day. Yeah, I already devised a plan on how to look for it, but, you know, we'll we'll see. Um, (laughs) uh, Let's just say it's not going to (laughs) be Dawson anymore. Um, Wait, sorry. What if I told you that the current roster, I don't usually see this because I don't usually look at ESPN on my computer, but the current roster that you are starting right now, your unset roster, um, averaged, averaged 121.53 points uh, this year. That would not surprise me. I, yeah. I mean, that is, that is God. <laughs> I know that you kind of piece this team together through trades, but theoretically, based on averages, that is one seed, 11 and two type performance average right there. Yeah, I didn't. Um, that didn't happen. I think. <laughs> so what was I, the difference? Not to ask Jack. Why? Why? Why did? Do you think it just was that you didn't get the right pieces in the right place at the right time? Was it the bye weeks? Was it poor starting decisions? What do you think it was? Um, I think it was luck. 
as, right. as is like 80% of the things in fantasy. I mean, you know, <laughs> I followed enough, but, you know, it just didn't come together. I liked pretty much every trade I made. I wouldn't regret essentially any of them. Um, that Joe trade should have been a league winner. I mean, that was a classic stolen Conrad masterpiece from under my feet with this new one-up situation. Oh, it should have been a Joe league winner or a league no, winner no, for, for you. For you, I'm saying. Especially because ah. you got rid of JJ like right before he got injured. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was chill. Um, I mean, it definitely kept me in the hunt. Um, I don't I, I think without that trade, I'm could very, very well be staring. At the Sacco. At, I mean, at the Sacco. Had, I think it, I think that's more than fair to say, if I'm being you honest. had you had um Justin Jefferson, who was doing great, but then you would have not had him. You wouldn't have gotten Puka when his stock was still questionable. People didn't know if he maintained this after week two. Yeah, he but now he's, he broke a thousand yards. He like got asked me perfect time. Look, Jack, there's a reason I made this trade, and you just basically used Justin Jefferson's firepower to steal it from me. But yeah, um, I think that's enough reflection on your boys for now. Um, on Telford's side. <laughs> I, I think that, um, you know, in a year that we have constantly been saying was super tight, um, rightfully so, you go back any year. Um, I, in fact, I'll, I'll pull up league history for a second here. Um, and you have to keep in mind that there's uh, more games nowadays than there used to be. But the, the top teams, uh, the number one seed this year was 9-5. and five. Here was the one seed's record of seasons past. Last year, Noswat was 11-3. and three. In 2021... I was the one seed that year. I was eleven and three, and the year before that, I was I was ten and three that year. Um, and you were there. You are right there, nine and four, Jack. So point being, Hitler, I think Hitler. I think that um, it's it is certainly a bit of a, a a bit of a shock that we finished with a one seed that's nine and five. Um, but I think we can both agree, like looking at Telford's points four, that is not a testament to a weak top of the league. It's more so a testament to. Just, I think, I mean, as you said, luck, but also based on averages, just how great um, the, it was a competitive the middle year. was this year. The middle and, like, the at times, the lower middle as well. Well, also, no one ever gave up, which was huge. I that feel like big. in a lot of times, you know, if there's not a good punishment um, or just, like, you wouldn't get bitched at immensely, you would just... <laughs> You know, kind of give up if you're down, if you're like week six and, you know, one in five or something. Um, one less team spending fab, one less team accepting trades. But no, exactly. I mean, even it, it Declan, trickles down. It trickles even down. Even Declan, who we had noted hasn't made a lot of moves this year, um, he was still making trades late season, some pretty major trades. So, yeah. It, oh, it yeah. To Jack. Declan um, is fighting for his life. Um, I, he looks like he's in a, he's put himself in a good position to win this week. Um, yeah, we'll I think. Him. I'm sorry. How is how is he? What? I was just saying we'll have to get to him later when we get, <laughs> get to him. But uh, yeah, I, we, I we can we can. I'll finish up with Telford. Yo, real you quick. know Telford's heated right now. You know Telford's heated right now. Yeah, I'll get. I'll give him some flowers. I'm sorry, Telford. Uh, good week. Um, you know, uh, not too too much to say. I mean, oh, I mean, I, th- I really. The Jake Browning start. I he was super back and forth between Goff and Jake Browning. And uh, a quick look at this: you would be in the playoffs if you would have started Goff over Jake Browning. I know. I was sad to see that. I was also sad to see him starting Cowboys defense because um, I oh, think the you? Eagles are. I think the Eagles are fraudulent. 
<laughs> were you thinking there was a good chance he was going to bench them headed into Sunday night? Because uh, uh, if I was him, I wouldn't have. But I, I could have seen the philosophy, like you know, going into Sunday night. I mean, you definitely don't need more points. Um, and for the Brandon for the Aubrey. Season. Yeah, you don't. You, you expect Devontae Smith maybe has a big game, but you don't expect Brandon Aubrey to put up you know like QB one high QB one numbers. Uh, that's the, neither here nor there, Jack. Uh, he's the you, goat. I can't Nothing wait really- till someone drafts him in the ninth round next year. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really came of it, so we don't need to talk about that fraudulent performance too much. But it was a little poetic seeing big, big fraudulent. Oh yeah. Um, we're also we're looking to get rid of kickers and defenses next year and just add another flex. I think that, that's. That- you're gonna need to find some more allies on that, Jack, because I'm I'm open to that. But I really have only been hearing that from you. I got you. I got Riley. Um, I'm sure there are some more progressive members of the league who would be down. Um, Riley's in the. I was like, in what world is it fair that the kicker gets 24 and a half points, and then like? In what world is fantasy fair, though, Jack? You really have to. I just think that's less fair. I think we can. I think we can mitigate it. You can mitigate. This is uh, the slippery slope of mitigation. You get to a place where fantasy becomes as skillful as possible, and I think the fun decreases from that. So I'm still, I'm open to this conversation. But look, at the end of the day, I think uh, this this was a, I think a good example of what makes Telford's team scary. Um, and, and honestly, I think this week it was really good, good decision making with a with a Jake. It starts with a Jake Browning, but you know you get a total stinker from Laporta Potty. Um, yeah. Jason Myers and Cowboys defense don't do too much for him, um, and then Tyree Kill is injured for half the game, so he's only able to put up eight points, which I think was a season low, unless the Chiefs game was. But, he had a lot of he had a lot of touchdowns, but yeah, but Telford finds yeah he finds a way to beat you with. Um, some of these guys who, you know, you might have not been so scared about. Austin Eckler, Telford texted me at the half saying Eckler was so butt. I think he had like one point at the half. Well, he, he is ass. He was, <laughs> he was coming off a three-point game, a six-point game, and a six-point game. Um, Eckler, I just, I have so much beef with Eckler as just like a person standpoint. It's like, you can't be the fantasy guy and then just be, like, absolute ass. <laughs> like so, a good so long before that, though. You gotta yeah. This is, I mean, you are the textbook example right now of why you should not pay running backs. It's like, the second you lose yeah. the, the juice, you're just done. You can't, and like... Year. And he's in a contract year. Oh, he's, um, oh, he's screwed. Yeah, there's no, like... Tom Brady charges, for running backs. How many Chargers fans were there saying that this is when he was injured? I saw Chargers fans, you know, they're trying to explain why they were sucking uh, early season. And their explanation was basically like, this is why running backs matter. Like, the, the reason we're losing is because Austin Eckler's not out there, like, getting those extra yards and keeping the run game moving. It's like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it's because Prime Eckler's not out there, but Prime Eckler is <laughs> nowhere to be found. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Um, just who he's turned to do. With that being said, Saquon still looks good. Saquon yeah. hasn't lost it, even though he's yeah. his he's what is he like Juju Smith Schuster, where his knees could just explode at any single moment. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think that Saquon's one of those guys who you never draft and you never keep, and you just kind of let someone else deal with that. Like and Josh one- Jacobs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And once it becomes clear where he's at, 
you can kind of move into town and buy lower or buy high, whatever you want to do with Saquon. Buy safe, it will. You speaking be. speaking of Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, let's go to your matchup, Conrad. Give me the rundown. Well, Okay, sure. I just I want to close out here with Telford. We'll get to a playoff preview at the end. We should have prefaced that. We will be doing a full playoff prediction and preview. But Telford, welcome to the one seed. Congratulations. That's my best friend. I love for, Zach Telford. Just for the record, you got two weeks left to go. The Telly special can hit at any moment. Yeah. Um yeah, let's it would be yeah. the Telly special is him losing in the first round. Well, I guess well, he can't lose. I guess losing in the second round. Um, and we saw that last year with Nas one. Um, That's what, no, Riley, Riley beat him. Uh, well, I was saying we saw Nas be the one seed last year and kind of oh, nice true, after true. a great year, but yeah, yeah, no, let's, let's move to my matchup. Um, look, <laughs> get the obvious out of the way here. Um, I, I beat Metcalf. It was another great performance. Uh, Debo just like after really being one of the most frustrating players in fantasy this year, He's come on, was, he's come on. I recently have become one of those uh, guys where, like, the team I end with is, like, almost entirely different in every single player from the team I drafted. He's one of those three guys that I still have that I drafted. Travis um, Kelsey, Dak, Diva? Oh, oh, I'm at... Devon, HN? I, I didn't count Dak, you're right. Because, I yeah, HN, Debo, Kelsey, Dak. <laughs> uh, so, those four guys, everyone else has been moved in and out. Uh, yeah. Last year, I only had uh, AJ Brown at the end of the season. But, anyway, yeah, no, uh, Debo really came along. He... Debo kept my hopes alive for needing to not beat Metcalf, beat him by 30 points. Uh, when Debo got that second touchdown, that's the first time I let myself start really hoping. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the, you know, I, I felt like I didn't hit that 30 point mark on three different points. It, the first was uh, the, who, the who one could o'clock it be? window. The one o'clock window, <laughs> Mike Evans. I cannot believe that. I don't know if you saw, he had that one touchdown where he made an amazing catch. And he got one foot in, and he was going out of bounds. And if he would have just kept his arms at his chest and let his other <laughs> foot hit, it would have been a touchdown. But because, you know, human instinct, you brace for the fall, he puts his hand down, and his hand touches the out of bounds right before his foot does. So his day could have been salvaged. When he got 1.3, I'm like, I can't beat Metcalf by 30. Then the 4 o'clock window changed things around. But and then we're back. <laughs> we're, we're back. We're back. And then uh, Dak, the Cowboys beat the Eagles by 33 points. But... Similar to the start of the season, another Cowboys role. Somehow, Dak in a game where he looked really good. He um, I think he's the MVP right now. He's my MVP. I'm, Brock I'm Purdy would be a horrible MVP. I would lose my damn mind. I, I hope to God Brock Purdy's not the MVP. But no, yeah, Dak. Like I think I'm pretty unbiased at this point because I don't. His future success means nothing to me now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think I can confidently say that. Now Achan, on the other hand, <laughs> I think we all agree with that. No, yeah, no, but but Dak, just you know, one of those games where you normally don't worry about it, but in a week where you needed to burn the ships, seventeen point nine was not enough. Yep. And then really, twi- I mean, he was. He the Eagles the, have been like the play for quarterbacks, and he's been playing fantastic. This has amazing game written all over it. Yeah, he was, projected, and then it says like eighteen. Mm. He was projected twenty three. He was projected the highest scoring player this week. That did not happen. Um, and then Monday Night Football, of course. Um, you know, I, there was so many ebbs and flows. Of I'm gonna, it was, it was. I think, I think the biggest issue for you. Um, was that Devon Achan is very clearly the RB2 right now, <laughs> uh, in my opinion. Um, 
next year, I think he'll be fine because Mostert's 31, played a full season, getting a ton of carries. Um, there's a chance he's not even on the team next year, and then it's only Devon Achan, but I don't know. I don't know. I think it was pretty clear that he was he was getting like no goal line work, except for the one Conrad where Tua just fumbled, but he was clearly designed up for him. Well, there was two. There was two of them. There was the one where he fumbled that he was clearly Tua was trying to get that fade off to him. Oh yeah. So that would have been huge. And there was another where they were at like eight yards to go. They did a short pass to him, and he hit off a few tacklers, but got tackled at the one. Yeah, uh, true. Oh, and then the big missed. Yeah, actually, this was this could have been. There, there could have been a lot. There was. No, Chan had like three drops. The um, the only one play that could have won it was that deep pass where Tua just overthrew him because if he hits Chan in stride in the playoffs, but I don't live in the what I, think, I think he. I mean, he's clearly fantastic. Um, I think what from a fantasy standpoint next year. The biggest issue is going to be durability. Um, He's very small for a running back. Um, So if you can, it it could be a Tony Pollard situation where him being the RB2 is better for the actual team, you know, Um, instead of like fantasy wise. Perhaps even, you know, in certain cases better for him. And this was this was his first game where he played the whole game where he did not have an outstanding game. Um, and you, you really can't make excuses for this game. Really, really, what happened is, as you as you said, it was the goal line work. I mean, back to back Titans turnovers. I like both times I didn't even get that much hope because I'm like, I mean, they're not going to bring an H N unless Tua gets sacked or something, and they're further out. H N is clearly the passing down running mm-hmm. back. We don't talk too long about H N, but um, it was a very exhilarating night. I had already given up, and then the Titans pull off that miracle where they take the lead. And when Metcalf sent that text saying, this is the worst case scenario, I started doing the math. And then Adam was like, you know, a big HM play and then a Sanders long kick is everything. And uh, HM was in for the whole oh, yeah. drive. They kept going and running, getting a point here, a point there. Um, it was down to a point where I ended up, Metcalf ended up uh, beating me this year by exactly seven points. So that, I mean, that was, we were seeing those points slowly come in. Slowly, Jason Sanders, 20-yard field goals, Devon Achan little passes, and then that last drive. I I felt when Tua totally sold that game at the end of that game. It was ass. I felt the way that Dolphins fan must have felt on um, uh, and during at the end of the Chiefs game. Um, <laughs> you just feel this like hopeless like crunch in your chest where you're like, oh wow, you just stole all my happiness. So, I mean, it's right. You field goal for a win. You have allegedly the best offense in the NFL. Um, I, that's so sad to see. I mean, it kind of shows what this team looks like now that they're just trying to get Tyreek to 2,000 yards, you know? Okay. Well, this team's clearly trying to like, well, not just get, I mean, I'm saying like offensive wise. I feel like they're just the second Tyreek went out, they, almost sort of lost their they lost all of their identity and i think that just stalled them it is Um, odd for a team with so much talent how tyreek reliant they are um but i don't know i don't know what it is i don't know if it's scheming because waddle was like fantastic last year as well i mean waddle has been a very mid rb2 like relatively there have been a lot of other better ones this year in my opinion um no it's it's weird uh, without Tyreek, um, but 
Dolphins, that is just a crushing, crushing loss. Uh and yeah, crushing for the Dolphins. Definitely sad for me. I'm, I'm I think I'm over the uh, the emotional aspects of it. It was definitely a it was a it was a sad moment, but uh, it happened. And you know, I'll I'll save the reflections for a, for another episode. But I'm happy with this team that I was able to put together, and I feel like I, I learned a lot of lessons for next year. Um, yeah, on side of the ball, I, well, let me just say this, Jack. On Metcalf's side <laughs> oh, you're of the ball, I have to ask because I, I noticed especially because I ended the game with a the year on a three-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Mecca it on a three-game losing streak. Um, you know, the, the streak you're on doesn't matter now that you're in the playoffs. All that matters is just win, baby. Um, and Metcalf, you know, is he's three wins away from a golden jacket. Metcalf has never even made it to the bronze. Champ- never made it to a championship. Never made it to a championship. I think he's been to a semis, but he didn't win the semis. His his trophy room is just one toilet. So True. I guess the question here is less about how his team did this week and more about, um, you know, well, we can talk more about playoffs but uh, l- later, but um, you know, were there any concerns this week going forward or any signs of hope? Um, I think Rasheed is looking to be a great keeper. Um, I forget what round I drafted him in this year. Um, it was like the 16th round. It was like your last pick. No, nah, it wasn't that. It was... 11th he would be a 10th round pick i'm tripping uh yeah 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 uh um i think i mean metcalf admitted it to me this week he was like jack i hate to say it but you're right i screwed up everything um he was like i i over traded i went too far and i was like yeah i mean even though that wasn't my original point as has been clarified many times on both the yeah. pod and in real person and in real life yeah. kind of um, like you're right Jack. i really do screw everything up in life i was like you know it's not that deep. <laughs> so i was uh I, I was i was sad to hear right say that but he's in um i think isaiah likely has a lot of potential on the ravens amari who knows what this offense looks like with Joe Flacco? Um, it's going to be funny. Get what's positive for him has been in this game that he can look is that he still got to the playoffs with like a crazy point differential with the defense and the kickers because I know he's been complaining about that a lot a lot this year. As have I, even though I've been like typically pretty fine um i think i had like a couple where i lost but riley also said to me um and i'm sure as chief sands we both know this conrad but the biggest issue has been patrick mahomes man i mean on the field he looks good the wide receivers look bad but like as a fantasy quarterback he has been very middling especially over the past month or so um i feel like a lot of his boom games were behind him it it still 100 percent sucks to play against them as a Chiefs fan um because you know you 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 legitimately cannot root against them because yeah too much of like pretty much all of the Chiefs' success except for like running touchdowns mm-hmm. runs the homes so you you just you just gotta be rooting for the chiefs and it sucks because Mahomes is still just such a phenomenal talent but yeah, the, the, the roster isn't there for him to be a good quarterback this year. I still think our defense, if we're talking about real football for a second, mm-hmm. our defense is so good this year, even though people have been questioning it a bit recently. I, it is so much but We forget how bad the defenses Mahomes has had Holy really shit. are. It is so much better 
this year than it has ever been with Mahomes. That mm-hmm. I truly believe that that is enough. That probably the worst offense we've ever seen Mahomes have um, is. I still I still contend that the the league has figured Mahomes out year was worse offense wise than this, but still. Um, I that think is third year. Yeah, uh, yeah. That well, no, that was no. Uh, fourth year. That was that was when we um, or or is what well, which year of his starting sorry, was that? Fifth year of his career, but his fourth year starting when um we oh uh, we lost to the Bengals. Yes, exactly. Um, uh, well, another thing that needs to be brought up is because the defense is so good, he has not needed to do it all. Um, yeah, in my opinion. Um. I mean, on two-minute drills, he hasn't looked bad at all. Like, there have just been severe mental and, like, physical mistakes. I mean, we can point to the lining up offsides and then the MVS drop as, like, two specific things that Mahomes did not do and actually executed very well. And it just completely changes the outcome of a game. He pointed like Lions game. How many bad drops were in that one? The Packers game, the non PI called. Like, mm-hmm. I think the reason this year is so frustrating is because it's oh, just, God. yeah, there's that, three. Well, it's been that one play for all of our losses, except mm-hmm. for the Broncos. It's been just that one play that either it's a bad call in the refs or it's a, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it, it's, it's just a mistake on our receivers. And, you know, you could say like, that doesn't matter because you should have just won the rest of the game. We forget how many of these games Mahomes has won in his career where oh, yeah. it's an ugly game literally the whole way, and it doesn't matter because the team executes in the last, like, five minutes, and we all forget about it. It's just another chapter in the Mahomes legacy. Like, it, you need to remember that when saying things like, oh, well, if the Chiefs, you know, wanted to win that game so bad, then they should have played better in the other, you know, 48 minutes of the game. It's like, no, the the this is how the Chiefs – the Chiefs are like any other NFL team. They have bad games. They have good games. They make mistakes. The difference has just always been that our offense has been able to just always consistently execute. Like the times where they don't, like the the, like the Bengals AFC Championship game, it's literally shocking because it always seems to work out with the offense. So yeah. um, I totally that, agree with all of this. That's that's my my take on when the Chiefs said <laughs> we're we're getting sidetracked a bit, but you know it's it's the last regular season episode. Why not? Yeah, um, sure. uh I people are I, looking forward to this one, Conrad. Because people, we definitely, were, because people <laughs> definitely were. Um, look, I think that um, I think that Metcalf. Uh, a surprising concern for Metcalf is, you know, the Zach Moss trade looked great for him because it yeah, was like, oh, now the Jonathan Taylor injury is kind of a good thing because you don't have to worry about a crowded backfield. You can just have the Colts RB one who hmm. was amazing this year. Zach Moss was amazing before Taylor got back. And then Taylor was amazing once he was fully back. And now hmm. that Taylor's out of the picture for now, Zach Moss can be amazing, but um, yeah. not quite. <laughs> but the hope is that Jonathan Taylor comes back this week. Um, I also do think having to trade Cortland Sutton instead of Adam Thielen very much derailed his season. Um, at least the back half. Like I think okay. he he would have beaten me if he hadn't traded Cortland yeah. Sutton, and he would not have beaten you. But it still would have not as been as close. It's and just, if we're looking to the future, he's a better play than I would say Amari Cooper. 
Cortland Sutton is also why Metcalf is in the playoffs um, because, you know, you forget that before he went on this three-game losing streak and then went on my three-game winning streak, he beat me, um, and it had ultimately come down to that last-second Cortland Sutton touchdown. I'll know, Pete. And I drafted him. How these teams can change. Originally. How these teams can change. Um, I, drafted, anyway. I drafted some crazy players this year. Have you looked? You gotta after this. You gotta go look back at my draft and see how much I hit on all my players. It was crazy. Oh, wow, Jack, your boy's good AF. Um, it's, no, it's I mean, you, know, you know, Jack. You know, I'm, I'm not here to shit on you, but if you drafted so well, and if you're feeling good about all your trades, why are you seven and seven? Uh, uh because I, I don't know. I'll probably have to go look at the matchups and find some place to complain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's whatever. I'm, pa- I'm past. Um, it. You're past it. I'm past it too. Um, let who should we talk about next? You want to go to Cambo's game? He was. Let's let's let it rip. He was the other one we were watching. Um, yep. Tordy kind of that one one of the only teams this week that didn't didn't really have much to play for. He kind of knew that he could lose and avoid the Sacco. Um, and he definitely couldn't have won and made the playoffs. So mm-hmm. Tori was just kind of there for uh, hoping to play the spoiler for Cambo. He, I think he he attempted to start the best team that uh, he could. He had some injuries like Aaron Jones. Um, he had some, uh, I guess I was going to say bye weeks, but it was just Logan Thomas. Um, <laughs> but no, the, 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 the expected studs did not stud. It was really the worst case scenario for me where the bill, both of the two stud bills he had, both absolutely sucked, and they still beat the Chiefs. Hate that. Oh, horrible. Hate that. Um, Gus the Bus finally had the kind of game that we were always warned he might. The Ravens win with a 37 point scoring. And yeah. they just won by passing the ball and not doing and goal line carries when they're up 14. Eaton Mitchell got a little bit of work. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Gus Edwards. Was it was it was a consistent flash in the pan. It's kind of like he was kind of doing the Cortland Sutton thing this year, um, except his magic has kind of run out and Cortland Sutton's still going. So um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think the the post op on Tordy's team is. Um, I think the big trade he made. I don't know if that was the only trade he made. This. Oh no, he made. Man. He also made that trade he, with, he uh, four digs. Traded four Dalton Kincaid. Traded yeah. four Kamara Pickens and Wow. Yeah, so those those were both from all those guys are from two trades. Um, I was just thinking of the Metcalf trade, but I remembered that uh, I got involved in the Noswad trade. <laughs> Look, I, I think I think both of those were good trades. Certainly, Diggs didn't really pan out when Tordy traded for him. Diggs actually really was disappointing for Tordy, and um, he also had a had to eat, eat a bye week. Um, but as as far as I can remember, the guys that Tordy gave up in that trade, um, I, I don't. I think it's a bit of a wash. They gave up. Gus Bus. Oh, wait, no, he's sorry. He he received Gus Bus. He gave up Pittman, Elijah Mitchell, Ramondre Stevenson, who's not injured, and Elijah Mitchell, who everyone still swears is the best handcuff in fantasy. Um <laughs> this is this is, I think, a team that made some moves this year, didn't do anything stupid, kind of had a I thought he had the dumbest decision of the entire draft, which was the Deshaun Watson draft pick. It's horrible. Uh, <laughs> but um it's but, still you know, honestly i still think that's one of the dumbest decisions you, but you thought going into this year though even after the draft you thought Tordy had the best roster um and yeah. it just it it didn't quite come together this year I, I think maybe maybe you could say he wasn't savvy enough with a fab but either way 
Um, it was good to welcome Tony back into the league. Um, he avoided the Sacco. That was his main goal this year. And uh, maybe it's time for him to start competing next year. This um, th- this boy, when me and Riley were trying to explain um, the situation last night to him, it was like, no, Riley just needs to win by 30. He's already lost. And then he's like, well, what if he wins? And it's like, he cannot win. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like explaining to Ampey. He probably thought the Packers team would get like 60. Oh yeah, it was like uh, explaining fab, uh, the spread, or pretty much anything sports-wise except for you know Big Ten college football <laughs> to Will. Um, I don't know. It was it was crazy. It was it was insane. <laughs> it, what a, what what a crazy night last night, Conrad. It was it was it was a fun night. I'll, I'll always remember <laughs> classic classic Monday night football. Yeah, right. but I think. I think uh, this was what we expected to happen. Um, roughly with Tordy's team in general and just um, like throughout the season and the night. Anthony, you, uh, I'm not mad at it. I think, I, I think if you're Anthony Cameron, you can sit tight. And I, I don't think he has a bad chance of going to the playoffs I re- or not going, winning the championship. Let's, He's in the playoffs. Let's, I, think he, let's I think he can get there. You, uh, we're going to do predictions at the end of the episode, so I'll save it for now. But this was a team that you thought a few weeks ago he was your pick to win the championship. Um, I think that definitely, um, you know, whenever whenever you see these big games from Lamar, it just kind of makes sense why this team is so good. Because you get 30 points from Lamar. It's like, okay, I can't beat the team that gets 30 points from Lamar and also has Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and CeeDee Lamb. Um, and you're popping off recently. It's it's a killer one through five, um, and they've all been popping off except for Josh Jacobs, um, who pretty mid, has, pretty mid. Derrick Henry's a he gets the touchdowns, but he needs those touchdowns. He needs the touchdowns. You, I mean, you yep. you saw that game last night. Um, I'm not going to take away his touchdowns because they still happen, but without the touchdowns, it would have been a very bad game. Oh for man, Henry. he was getting. Eaten up in the backfield every time, and it's like that's not even necessarily his fault. I don't, I, I would not call him a bad running back right now. He I think I could all the goal line work despite the two lane prospect in the backfield because I'll say it looked great last night. He looked good, Had sneaky, sneaky waiver wire pickup. Tajay Spears <laughs> will not be your keeper. Um, no, sadly, if I didn't have Puka, I'd probably keep him, but um, yeah, look, I. Uh, we could talk about Cambo's team a little bit more when we make it to the playoffs, but Cambo's team was the, uh, he was the, a bit of a wild card this week, um, and was able to get things done against Torty, get into the playoffs, and he is now the 5C. Congratulations, Cambo, and, uh, good, good on you for, uh, for the Jaden Reed, for the Jaden Reed flex. That was, that was yeah, quite that was, yeah, that was, you finally did it. You that finally, was, you finally pulled the trigger over Chris Godwin. I love it. I love what it. did I say in the group chat two weeks ago, Jack? Oh, actually, it was last week, I guess. I said, if Cambo has the bravery to admit that Jaden Reed is wide receiver three over Chris Godwin, he just might win this whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, he's just getting not a ton out of his special teams and defense. Um, um, whatever. He'll, be, he'll manage. Um, yeah. We're past three pressure point games. Let's Let's get to the... To the buy and Sacco relevant games, um, and yeah, we can we can actually start with Tamki and Naswad. Um, 
this was so uh, so will will definitely did his job will's yeah. job this week was win and score as many points as possible because if you do that and joe loses you'll probably get the buy as spoiler alert he did not quite get enough points he still was the highest score on the week despite let me say this this is what was crazy about Will's performance this week. Tua, horrible game. Eight points. Oh, he looked bad. Christian McCaffrey, for his standards, very disappointing. Debo got all the touchdowns. Um, his defense didn't do anything for him. Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, not really anything. But James Cook, David Njoku, and yeah, of all people, Drake <laughs> London. <laughs> See, now all- Will's going to be – I know he would probably do it regardless, but Will's – now I'm going to start Drake London next week, and he very well could just get zero again. <laughs> this was a bizarre week. This was, this was honestly, Jack, this was the kind of week that we didn't think that this roster, not Will, but this roster was capable of. We said, we always said, look, Tua and McCaffrey can both kill you, and then from there, Devontae and Keenan will do their job. But none of those guys did their job. Again, McCaffrey 15 points is great, but it's not good for him. Um... All the randos did their job. I mean, Jimmy <laughs> Cook's pretty inconsistent this year. Solid because he's been um, solid because he has been healthy, but um, you know he's had some bad games this year. And Joku was living on the waiver wire all year. Uh, certainly, just a plug and play there. Although he is now a must start tight end, I'd say. Oh um, yeah. And Drake London, who we all know, Will was like. Probably would have been a year or two, would have dropped him a long time ago. Um, finally returned that fifth round value that Will drafted him at. He was um, a fifth rounder? Oh my god. Um, yeah, we, well, you know, it says fifth round. I know that McCaffrey was his first round keeper, so mm-hmm. ESPN might have been weird about that. But he was at worst at least a sixth rounder, if not a fifth round. But anyway, um, yeah, no, it, it came through for Will. Jack, does this uh, change, does seeing the numbers dispersed in this way change at all? your belief in in what this roster is capable of over the next three weeks i think i definitely think will can get it done um outside i mean this is just this is really positive for will just seeing that it can happen with i mean christian mccaffrey devonta adams keenan allen what was it like Tua doing like nothing pretty much roughly i mean those four didn't break 50 points um which is crazy yeah i mean i think if you're will you can talk your shit uh <laughs> i know all in jest um but we'll see we'll see i am still a little nervous about drake london and going forward <laughs> um, yeah it's, and it's, keenan allen's a big worry and Devonte. He get, I mean, Will, I can see Will getting burned by all three of the guys that went off this year. Sorry, this week. But at the same time, even if he does get burned, you always got CMC, Devontae, and Keenan. But as I pointed to, Tua has a really difficult, um, he has a really oh, yeah. difficult uh, schedule. I don't know if it's, yeah, he has Jets, Cowboys, and Ravens for. And he's not as, he's not that good just to begin with. <laughs> he's, he's he was uh he was looking like one of the smartest quarterback picks this year uh, until he wasn't and uh, everyone's always said to his biggest weakness is his injury proneness but he's been healthy all year it's just literally has kind of he, fallen off the fantasy world but he I mean, doesn't really like, have the, he doesn't have zip on the ball Will, Will doesn't have a backup and there's really no one on the waiver wire who you're gonna play over Tua so Will's gonna have to ride these three really difficult Tua matchups and um, 
I guess we'll get to that later. Um, on Noswa's side of the boat. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Brookside Boatbird. That just happened. Five, I mean, if you tell me. The five <laughs> and two Brookside Boatbird. Oh, I mean, boy. from there, you win three more games and you're definitely in the playoffs. You win two more games and you're probably in the playoffs. There's seven more games left to play. <laughs> I lose all of them. You in don't a, play 104 a, points the entire season. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, this is, this is a hard pill to swallow if you're Dawson. You really have no one to blame but yourself. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame him. He's been very, I think he's been very accountable in the group chat, I would say. He's been, he's been saying stuff like, I didn't even deserve one five games this year. Um, I would say he's taken full accountability for this performance this year. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty weird, uh, to go from the one seed to definitely, I would say, the worst team. I know he hasn't gotten um, as many losses as Declan, but in a week where Ezekiel Elliott and Brees Hall combined for just under 50 and you lose, like that's, that's heartbreaking. Um, he still had a pretty good shot of making the Sacco, even if he did win. Um, but yeah, it's... Looking forward, this is going to be sad. This is going to be rough. It's, it's going to be rough. Um, and, and, and yeah, like, like again, I'm holding off on a neat previewing of the Sacco. Hold off on that. But I do know that Noswad was feeling good after, like, the either the 1 o'clock window or the 4 o'clock window about his performance because he saw Brees and Zeke and Zay all have very good games. Um, it, it, but... And, you know, maybe Pacheco will be back. Hopefully for the Chiefs, Pacheco will be back. Maybe Schultz will be back. Maybe Noswell's feeling pretty good about his boys coming into this week. I I, I think he can do it. I mean, I think anyone can win it, beat anyone. Mm-hmm. Anyway. And, and Declan's not necessarily the toughest opponent, but um, it's it's going to be it's gonna be a dogfight down there. And um, I don't know if Jordan Love is going to be able to replicate what he had been doing <laughs> uh, <laughs> The past few weeks before that stinker uh, last night against Tommy Cutlets. I'm um, much more interested in uh, <laughs> the sack this, of the playoffs. Yeah, the sack of the playoffs. At least for right now. <laughs> well, we'll get to that one first once we're done with these game recaps. Let's uh, let's let's do uh, let's do. You know what? Let's do the guy who avoided the sacko next um, <laughs> triumphantly. A, a very positive end to what I know was a very frustrating season for Bill. Three uh, chugs from Gabe Davis. That's horrifying. Gabe Davis chugs, but you got to think all of them are worth it to avoid the the stress this week of playing in the Seco. Bill, I think, I think he had seven chugs this year, if not six. Just insane. It was great to have those all quantified this year with him in many different locations throughout throughout the fall. Um, but you know what it all culminated in? Again, in a game where Gabe Davis got zero points and he. You know, didn't get much from Najee or his kicker. Uh, you know, he got Evan Ingram, a guy that he, I believe he drafted. Yep, he drafted and has believed in all year. Justin Fields, the guy that uh, we all know it was Frankie's Super Bowl, getting from Noswad, um, apparently. Um, <laughs> but but he came through. Justin Fields had one of the best QB performances of the week. Um, and, uh, you know, this team was just good enough. They had to. They fought against the team that was the one seed and is still the two seed now. Waco's finest. Um, 108 points is certainly, you know, 
not a barn burner, but uh, you know, in, in I, again in a bad year and a year when Oswald hasn't broken 104 points, I think uh, Frankie ends the season feeling pretty good about uh, about how things end. Just trying to find a way next year to break into the playoff hunt, which he has still not found himself in in his three years in this league. Yeah, I mean, honestly, outside of flex, this is really not a bad starting lineup. Like, I'm not really mad at starting any of these players, players except for like maybe Najee, but uh, Najee at RB two is not good. But yeah, still. that's bad. Um, this is this is fun. This is fun for Frankie that he's not going to be in the sacko. I think it would have been would have been bad um, for for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we look towards. If you had to pick a car <laughs> um, for the Sacco, look, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to say uh, if you're Frankie. Um, I mean, it was just, it was a, it was a good performance. It was, it was really good. He, he made the right starts. He's, <laughs> he, he has, he has seen Declan win the Sacco every year that he's been in the league. So um, he's always had that. Uh, so, you know, Bill, it's been a, you talked a lot of shit this year. Um, you're six and eight, ninth place overall, whatever. Move on to next year for you. <laughs> Joe Russell, one of, if not the most difficult team to pin down all season. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I think that I look, he, he has a buy for the first round, which is huge because his boys are ailing right now. Um, he lost Justin Jefferson for the foreseeable future. He's already lost Tank Dell, who I respect him having on the IR trying to get that ring. Um, and like again, this this now this vaunted wide receiver core is getting damaged. You think Joe's going to be out of it? Jalen Hurts finally has two bad games in a row, but the Cooper Cup just might be back. Raheem Mostert, as you were talking about, Jack, looks like he's a most start, as we've always <laughs> said. Um. You know, again, I think this is one of the weaker rosters that's playoff bound, but he still will find a way to get it done, at least putting up points. And, uh, you know, that buy is everything because you only got to win two more games and Joe can keep that Sacco in Chicago. You can hope Justin Jefferson comes back. Uh, Trey McBride comes off by. I mean, I just, who do you really st- start in flex if Justin Jefferson can't go after his bye. Um, yeah, I mean, you're assuming that Isaiah Pacheco's back, so McKinnon's not really a play. Yeah. Um, you probably got to roll with Madison, which is not But great. he also got injured, did he not? Um, was that last week? No, I think you're correct. You are correct. So this is huge for Joe <laughs> that he gets to rest while – Jefferson and Madison are both probably not playing this week. Yeah, um, I mean, it's like, this is, I mean, it's just, it's, this is such a weird team. Um, it's, it easily could win. I mean, a bye is huge. Oh, God. I, I just, I just don't know. Um, well, we talked about Joe's team all last year. We always said how it was a dangerous team with a really high ceiling. But at the end of the day, not one of the best rosters. That that kind of holds here. It's it's weird, like you said. The he's gonna be starting like I don't know, like Curtis Samuel at flex in the semifinals <laughs> game. Which what are we doing? But uh, this is this is this is where we're at with Joe's team. He he kind of found his way. I think 
Jack, I think when you crunch the numbers, Joe will end up being true matchup merchant for the record. Um, yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, I'm interested to see how that <laughs> plays out. I'll, I'll, I'll have an answer for you by the by the EO day tomorrow. I will be looking for end of December. I'll be looking forward yeah. to it. End of um, December, yeah. Let's let's get to the final one before we get to the playoffs and to Sacco in the playoffs. Um, the hungry dog. What a way to end the season. Um, this is uh, Cambo. I think I, I had to fact check Cambo. He was on the pod last week and he was saying even Declan two and eleven. That's uh, that's not that bad for a last place team. That's really bad for a last place team. Okay, <laughs> um, that is that is not necessarily the worst we've ever seen, but a two and four finish. Um, ending on a five-game losing streak. <laughs> Something's got to give in the Sacco. It's a seven-game losing streak versus a five-game losing streak. <laughs> neither of these teams have won since the Leafs were green. Um, in Noswad's case, neither of these teams have won since we were all oh. wearing our wife beaters and short shorts. Um, but, no, this is... Uh, look, Dishay's team is... What we already said, these two games literally meant nothing to him. He could have ended the season 4-10. and ten, could have improved his all-time record. That didn't really matter, though. He was trying to optimize his team for these for this final soccer matchup, which we'll get to shortly. I don't have too much more to say about Declan. I, I'd like prefer about talking about his team later. But Jack, if you have any anything to add on to about your team here, man, we're all, we're all rooting for you here, my guy. Just I don't want you to leave the league, Declan. Please. Yeah, we really. You're a good. You're a good league member. Um, I don't want you to give up fantasy for good. Yeah, I think. We we don't want we don't want it to be like this. We we're fine with someone else losing. Talking to deaf ears right now because Declan does not listen to the pod when his boys are doing well, and his that boys haven't been doing well since the pod came into existence. So uh, yeah, least consistent uh, listener. Who some would say it's uh, difficult to listen to the pod when your boys are doing bad, but no i but I, we we both came on here today conrad we both came on here and we both kept coming on when we were both one and four i came on when you had just beaten me and i was one and five you <laughs> you, you gotta face the music you gotta face the ugachakas at the very least yeah um, I, think, I think that's i think that's fair to say um we will should we have a special uh should we film a podcast episode at the ihop that would be incredible. We to stop we in to, for an hour and a half. We 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 have so much, so many fun things in store um, with these two Kansas City uh, <laughs> centralized boys. Um, uh, we can talk about that in a second. Um, as for Mr. Kistler's team, Adam is another really weird roster. Um, he he pulled off the dub this week to finish as the four seed. Um, he was already pretty safe in the playoffs um and yeah there's some concern <laughs> here um nico collins i believe is going to be out for the foreseeable future yes um so assuming nico collins does not play uh who are you i guess you gotta play t higgins you you um, probably play t um i honestly i probably go noah brown if nico collins is Noah Brown pants? <laughs> I mean... I think it's so. I mean... <laughs> the, I Nico's like, out. He's not a bad play. I just look on Noah Brown in the video. The video for him is, under what circumstances should fantasy managers start Noah Brown? 
<laughs> well, <laughs> if you're, I guess, I guess we're looking. I guess we're looking at it. <laughs> um, yeah, My no, um, that is we'll, brutal. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll talk about Adam's team, uh, feature in a bit, but um, yeah, definitely got what he needed done this week. Um, kind of ho hum everywhere except I think that the two really positive signs are Rashad White and Javante Williams. Rashad White continuing yeah. to be dollar store Christian McCaffrey. And, oh, 100%. And Javante Williams, um, you know, uh, he had really, if you look at his game log, I'm, only a Javante Williams owner would probably be following his recent performance. But there was kind of this thought that Javante had turned the corner um, like a month ago. And the last three weeks, he's has not been doing so. But really got it back this week against the Chargers. 17 carries. It wasn't his 27 carry. 30 opportunity game like he had against the Chiefs. <laughs> but still, it was 16 points. And um, th- I, that very well, th- there's a lot of things I think will be the key to Adam being able to win in the playoffs. And when I say win, I mean like win each and every week. I'm not saying win at all. Um, and I think that might just start with Javante. Um, is is he going to be a, is it going to be a 10 point floor guy or a 10 point ceiling guy? We shall I see. Just, I just don't know. These Broncos are just, so weird this year they're so incredibly frustrating i hate russell wilson he's such a weird dude i just sean payton's a creep um it's just the personality of a quarterback and russell wilson (laughs) is weird and the broncos are weird yeah Uh, they're they're a bad team but they've won a lot recently but they also lost like 70 20 to the dolphins i don't know let's uh yeah, and you you were live for that. Um, looks like Telford's chirping right now. Uh, we'll we'll ignore that while we're recording. Um, let's uh let's start getting into predictions, Jack. I want to I want to do a well we'll start easy with the Sacco, which is obviously just a one off game that is going to be happening in less than a week from now. Very exciting. Um, uh, you got the two and twelve hungry dog. The two-time reigning Sacco champion, three-time Sacco holder, going for the dreaded three-peat, going against (laughs) the team that claims to have the best history in the league, the only true two-time champion, as his name on Discord will remind you, uh, quite the cope on a seven-game losing streak. Um, They're facing off this week. Uh, I guess early indications here is um, both of these teams, both of these rosters, are looking like Sacco teams right now. I mean, you are trying to scrape together points this week wherever you can find it if you're either team. I think on Declan's side, you're pretty excited to see what, I don't know, Brandon Ayuk has a really good matchup against the Cardinals. Maybe he can do something (laughs) crazy. DeAndre Swift against the Seahawks if they don't tush-push every single play. On Noswad's side, Brees Hall's pretty exciting. If the Jets can do like what they were doing last week, I think that you pray that Ramondre's still out because if he's back, then you don't know who to start, and both of them probably end up sucking. So um, this is going to come down to so many factors. This is probably going to come down to each and every player and how they do. It's going to come down all the way from Trevor Lawrence and Jordan Love to Dustin Hopkins and Harrison Butker. Um, it might end up coming down to the fact that Declan traded for the Dolphins' defense almost entirely because of this home matchup against the Jets this week. Um, it's going to be exciting. 
Jack, um, those are my thoughts on the game. For the reasons I've outlined, I believe that Declan Shea will win this game. I think that it's going to be uh, close, as we all hope it is. But I think that uh, DeAndre Swift is really going to outperform Tyler Lockett on Monday night. And it's really not going to be that close by the time it's all said and done. Um, so I got Declan winning this game by, let's call it, 12. You're taking the spread? Oh, in fact, the spread's moved to being only Declan by four. So I'll happily take that. I'll happily take that. Yes, I got, I got Declan winning this by about 12. So I want, I'd like you to put in your, your margin and Victor prediction. I what else thoughts you might have? If I had to pick... I would probably pick uh, Dawson. Sadly, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm sorry, uh, hungry dog. Um, it's just it. This has Declan's sad loss written just all over it. Um, I don't want it to be, but man, oh man, um, this this could be crushing. I don't. I would hope that. Dawson loses just, you know, for Dishay's happiness. Um, not, I, I would, Dawson, I don't wish this upon you by any means, but. But we know, um, that, Dawson, we know that Dawson's going to be fine if he got to do the Waffle House challenge. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we all know. Well, he is the hungry dog. He is um, the hungry dog. He is. He, Riley, I think Riley said that he would give himself, like, it's like I can get it done four or six hours. Um regardless. I don't know. I don't I don't think I could um be out of there before like six. Eh, what? How, how long would you be in the Waffle House conference? I I had to give this some thought this year, you know. I was there were about I think there were two weeks in a row where I was the twelve. Um and I think the way that I initially, I initially thought like, oh, like 12 and 12. But then I was like, oh no, that's horrible. That's way too much time at Waffle House. Right? So, that's still 12 hours. It's still 12 hours. So <laughs> I ended up talking myself down to, um, I think it was 16 and six is what I decided would be the best way to do it. And then I was like, you know what? I'd probably end up stuffing like one more just to get to five. But I think my plan would be 16 and six. I think, yeah, I mean, are you allowed to throw up? You cannot intentionally throw up. You cannot, you cannot intentionally throw up. Okay, I could force myself to throw up. That's, but, very, that's very doable. There's going to be some hall monitors there. You cannot force yourself to throw up. Are we, are we like, is every, is every league member required to do a wellness check? <laughs> Not every league member. Just, there should be one there at all times, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I'll probably be there for a good chunk. Um, You'll go uh, out to Shawnee. Declan's going to make this as inconvenient as possible for everyone if he gets the Waffle House challenge. He's going <laughs> to do it at like the Leavenworth Waffle House. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just, uh, it's just, it's so sad. I think what we should do next year is have it be like a 30 minute um, uh, open mic set or something. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. I think I think I think that would bring the most joy and humiliation. <laughs> uh, joy to us, humiliation to whoever loses it. 
I don't know. I do want to add this one last thing. Um, I think that uh, Noswad's path to victory here comes down to the quarterbacks. I think that Jordan Love potentially at home coming off of a bad loss. Um, you know, CJ Stroud lit up the Buccaneers for like 42 fantasy points this year. Um, and then Trevor Lawrence is going against the really good Ravens defense. I think if you can run up that margin enough, that is Dawson's key to victory. Um, yeah. Those are uh, those are my final thoughts on this one. All um, right, let's do the next one. My what's guy. your wait? What's your margin for Noswad winning? You think it's a squeaker, or do you think? Uh, I think it's going to be tight. Um, I think it'll be a low tight. Okay, not a high tight. <laughs> All right, let's so <laughs> let's 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 play this out. We'll we'll go in depth on the uh, on the wild card games that are happening this week. And then we can just do like more sweeping uh, justifications for uh, the potential, the theoretical games beyond that. But we'll start with the real games that we know was happening. The nine and five LQ Long Boys at the four seed take on the eight and six Martin City Gobble Ghouls at the five seed. Um, yeah, uh, I think both of these teams kind of have been sitting in the driver's seat all year for the fantasy playoffs. It really wasn't until Cambo um, last last week where he was on the outside looking in, but he finds his way back in. Adam, um, for a long time, as we've gone over many times in this pod, thought he was done, but he's really been sitting pretty for quite a while now. He went on that yeah. heater, and, and um, it didn't really matter what happened after that because he was pretty safe. So Adam and Cambo, I'd say, you can both still quantify as teams that are uh, that are hot right now. Yeah. Um, what are the what's your what are your thoughts here on this matchup? I think Anthony is probably going to win uh, mainly because of the Nico Collins injury. I think Adam has been kind of lofted up by four really good players this year with Nico Kittle. Uh, <laughs> Rashad, Rashad White and Josh Allen. Um, <laughs> I think I think those four have done a lot of work. And when Nico is out, I mean, you you can put in Mr. Brown note, but we'll you're see. Losing one of the, you're losing one of the wheels. Yeah, the and I just, I think, I mean, Anthony on any given week can score up to 150 points. I don't think you can say that about every team. Um, I agree with that. I, I definitely wouldn't say that about Adam's team. No, not with not with Nico out. Um, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. Uh, Vegas is giving them a minus three line. Um, what's well, your call? I probably go Anthony win by like ten. If I now, if Adam, I had to pick, Adam, I know you've been holding grudges against the pod, giving you flowers all year, and they'll just have to continue here because I'm going to side with Jack here, and pretty much for the exact same reasons. At roughly the exact same margin. Um, I just think Cambo has the better team with a higher floor and a higher ceiling, more dangerous. I, I mean, I can see the circumstances in which Adam pulls this off, but those circumstances much more revolve around Cambo's guys disappointing than it does Adam's guys going off. I just, I don't see a lot of firepower coming out of Adam this week. And, you know, mm-hmm. Adam, um, you know, you're welcome to hop on the pod next week. If if you're still in it and and uh, say that I was wrong about this, but gonna need, we're gonna, we're gonna need a guest host. For this I'm thing. I'm thinking yeah, that's just true. We'll not be able to record next week. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that Adam 
honestly doesn't break a hundred, and it's just going to come down to if Campbell's guys disappoint or not. Because yeah, Campbell this year has been plenty capable of being able to break a hundred. So yeah, I think about ten is a good margin there. So we have Cambo in that scenario, moving on to play Telford in the next round. Let's move over to the other real game as of now. This is a good one. Uh, are, we, are we doing the entire playoffs? Oh, we are. Uh, but as I said, the for the, uh, <laughs> the theoretical games, we'll go through those quickly. Okay, okay. For, we have the Killa City Tamp Champ, the three seed at nine and five, going against Clown Show, the final ride. I wonder if the name will change. Uh, <laughs> Riley Metcalf coming in at seven and seven, as we said, just squeaking into the playoffs. Um, and yeah, Jack, as I've said, I think, in my, in my opinion, um, I think Will has the second best team of the remaining teams, but I still am really worried about him being able to win this week. I mean, um, Ty Chandler is looking like it might actually be a sneaky good play with Madison likely un- unlikely to play that could save his boys. But as I said, I really would it, don't. But would he even know to play him? Oh, wait, I guess he's slotted. Got him first. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He's locked in. He's yeah, he, he knows. He knows how to pick the highest uh, number on a list. He is sitting Drake London right now. After all that earlier slander about him, he's currently sitting Drake London. So, I, honestly, this is a really hot take. And uh, but like, monitor Keenan Allen's status. You got to play him. But uh, if you're not feeling good about Keenan Allen, maybe you uh, play Drake London over Keenan Allen or Brennan Cooks. I didn't say that. You probably um, still start Keenan Allen, um, but that's the call of the year if you get it right. You got Easton Stick at QB. I'm just really worried about this. And the good news here is that they have a bad enough matchup that you're right. You probably just embrace it and go for it. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, Will's gonna Will's gonna have to start things out strong on Thursday with both of his wide receivers going. Um, the two guys he's stuck with really all year at wide receiver one and two. Um, and hate to see it and yeah like I, again like seeing him flexing into ty chandler gives me him gives me some hope for him this year i uh, sorry for, for for this week and a week i think is going to be a really bad one for keenan allen tua um moving over to metcalf's side i just played metcalf last week and yeah i think the difference for the week will be um will be if zach moss can find his way into the end zone because i have a feeling that Mahomes is about to have a really good game. Oh, really? That- Against the Patriots? I feel like this is like we get a singular touchdown, but hold them the entire game. We got we got angry Mahomes, Jack. We've seen the we've seen the Cowboys not. Yeah, we, we got whiny Mahomes. That was this was all right. All right, keep disrespecting the goat. That's that's fine. Um, I, Conrad, you know I love Mahomes. I just that was after it was the Cowboys to- lost to the Cardinals this year. They knocked the Patriots like 43 to zero. So don't tell me that you can't put up numbers against the Patriots. I, I think that this Chiefs team is angry. This well, was, that was because of defensive scoring, was it not? According to um, according to Nick Wright, um, this was supposed to be the game, this New England game was supposed to be the game that the Chiefs break the re- Patriots record for longest consecutive winning streak going back to last year. Um, instead, we are coming in with a two-game losing streak. Hopefully that's not pointed out by national media. I know that our pod is getting a bigger following, um, and and yeah, like I this is this is a really hard game for me to predict, Jack. I I per, I've for the reasons I've laid out, 
Um, I'd probably go Tamke, um, but who knows? Metcalf's team is cold right now. And despite the fact that I am quite concerned about Will's studs this week, I do think that McCaffrey against that freaking Arizona defense. And again, I think Ty Chandler could be getting a lot of points. I think it's going to be enough where I think, uh, I think Will wins as well. I, I got, I got Will winning this in a, in a much closer game. I, I think this one comes down to the wire and it's a, it's a heartbreaking, a classic uh, Metcalf starting Kenneth Walker on Monday night and him falling a couple points <laughs> short. That's, that's what I foresee. I agree with everything you're saying. Including um, the Kenneth Walker, Kenneth Walker getting project, projected uh, 12.3. That is way too much. Oh, I thought KW3 was your boy. Ah, writing was on the wall. Um, he was great in the early season, though. I like how you kept denying the fact that like the fall off was coming, and then the moment you traded him, you're like, finally got off his horrible schedule. Like, all right, well, <laughs> well, now you can say that. <laughs> I know you can't, you, you, can't, you can't reveal your cards. You had Eckler and Pollard this year, and you managed to get off both of those. Uh, it's, it may or may not be true. The pot is not trade value propaganda um well jack since we both agree with our first two picks i'll make this next part a little bit easier so theoretically we we both have um cambo going against telford i think that that's an easy telford win now of course the telly special is always on the table this team is weird and what you worry the most about is that the qb situation is absolutely not settled um i i need to just, I don't want to dive too deep in this because it's just a theoretical game. But uh, for the sake of just trying to understand where Telford's at, um, Jake Browning playing this will be playing the Steelers that week. He has he got Geno Smith on, who'll be playing uh, the Eagles. I guess it's a good matchup. He's gonna have to make a. He got Baker. He got Goff. He has four quarterbacks. He's gonna have to choose one of those clowns at QB. Um, I think that. I think that that game. Could come down to that, um, but you know if Tyreek Hill's back to full health, um, you know uh, he's got plenty of guys who are doing their thing. I, you know, I don't want to spoil anything. I've kind of talked about this in the chat, but um, I think that I think that Telford wins that matchup. Um, um, I, if I had to pick, I probably go Telly, and then, well, I don't know. It's there is a chance that Tyreek is out for like two weeks. I do. I do think that's in the realm of possibility. Um, like how many times have we seen someone get like shot up on the side and then however and then it happens um, yeah. or like a re-aggravation, um, a healthy Tyreek really, really hinders um, Telford's oh. team. Um, you were right about the quarterbacks. Definitely. Um, and then I think just, both of his running backs are very touchdown dependent. I don't think they can get you there with just scrimmage yards. That's fair. Um, I mean, we saw it last night with Saquon. He had a very similar performance to Derrick Henry. Um, yeah, th- this game might come down to health. Um, I think I think Telford should should win this game with healthy rosters. But um, if he makes the wrong QB decision and if Tyree can't play, then I would give the edge to Cambo. But um, you boys can discuss that next week um, based on where things sit. I, I right now, though, have uh, Cambo moving on and Telford uh, beating him for the championship. Um, on the other side, 
We predict that uh, it will be Waiko's Finest versus Killer City Tap Champ. My initial instinct in the group chat here is that Will wins this game. I think I'm sticking with that. I think that... Um, I'd probably go Will as well. Just too many injuries with Joe's team. Um, it, it would be hard for me to predict that Joe's team wins against any team um, with their roster as constructed. Again, it's been a weird team, hard to predict. Um, we're kind of sneaky injury bug team, um, especially because he was able to really get it done this year. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that I think that Joe deserves his two seed, but I feel pretty confident in uh, in Will or if it's Metcalf or Will. I see either of them beating Joe in this round. Yeah, I agree. Um, Joe is yeah pretty injury bug ridden. Um, I wouldn't pick him to win against pretty much most of the playoff teams right now, but the bye helps a lot. Um, yeah, like the NFL landscape can change so much within the past within one week. Um, yep. So you just you just never know. Um, I probably would pick I'd pick Tampke, but I wouldn't pick Riley to win. Okay, that's interesting. I I have either of those. See, here's what I think. I think that Will, of all the games we've discussed so far, um, including the theoretical ones, I think the closest one is going to be Will versus Riley. Um, But I think that the one that I feel most confident in would be either of those teams against Joe. Joe, I'm sure you're feeling the disrespect right now. Just make sure you bring back that trophy when you come back to Kansas City for Christmas. That's all I'll say. <laughs> um, so, Jack, we agree on the championship matchup in that situation. Um, we got Telford versus Tamke. And I feel you'll agree with me on this. I, I think that uh, I, I said that, um, you know, I I think Tamke can beat any team twice. I'm not sure if he can win three times in a row. And I'm going to stick with that. I think that this is the year that Telly overcomes the Telly special. Sorry for the jinx, Telford. You can knock on wood if you want. Um, I think that... His team, especially if, again, this really does depend on how serious his Tyreek injury is and also if he re-aggravates it. But his roster as constructed, I think we saw it. Eckler in such a horrible game for the Chargers still finds a way to get a ton of points. I don't think that Easton Stick or whatever his name is is going to be that much of an issue for Eckler. Um, I think he'll still get his. And, um, yeah, I think the rest of his team is just great. So, uh, especially after that uh, that little uh, that little uh three team uh buzzer beater deadline trade. So I personally, Jack, have Telford beating Tamke in the fantasy championship. A first time for both making the championship. And I have uh Telford getting his golden jacket. I think that's fair. Um I wouldn't fault you for thinking that. Or myself, because I probably agree with you. Um <laughs> yeah I think Telford has a good enough team to get it done. Um it would be Classic to have Tyreek be on the team that wins. Um, it just may, I mean, it just makes the most sense. It also would make the most sense that the team with Tyreek and Chris McCaffrey, the two players who have been just like yep. world beaters, um, would be in the championship together. And, and funny enough, um, especially of the teams that are in the playoffs, it's the two teams that have the worst quarterback situation right now of the remaining teams. Um, it, it, but they have this second quarterback on their team with Tyreek and Christian McCaffrey. Um, yeah, no, I, I think it's fair. Those the clear best two players in fantasy this year um, with respect to CeeDee Lamb and A.J. Brown, the clear best two players in fantasy from start to finish, Tyreek and Christian McCaffrey. Um, it would be a great game. It would be an exciting personality clash between those two. Um, and I'm excited to report that the only 
Oh, actually, damn it. I was going to say that that will be the period Will's back in Kansas City, but he's not coming back until January 1st. So Will might have to come back to KC to claim his trophy, but I got Telford winning this. And Jack, we're really putting the pod's reputation on the line here. We just agreed on uh, six of six matchups. Actually, yeah, we disagreed on the Saka, but we agreed on um, all the playoff matchups. So let's see how we do. Let's see if we're him or if we're frauds. Um, you got anything else, Jack? I just got uh, three worlds to say. Prove us wrong. Yep. <laughs> Can we get it, boys? But uh, Telford, don't prove us prove us wrong. Um, we'd it'd be fun if you won. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm definitely not rooting against Telford. Um, Telford loves being a heel, but uh, we've all enjoyed Telford's uh, Telford's uh, you know, he, he Telford kind of has been the league MVP this year with all of his ideas. With um, with the combine, uh, with with everything, he's been a real culture carrier this year. And uh, Telford, it'd be an honor to have you join us in the uh, Golden Jacket Club. Be an honor to have any of you boys in the playoffs join us in the Golden Jacket Club. I'm looking forward to it. I'm already ready for next year in fantasy, but uh, let's let these last three weeks play out, Jack. And um, well, we'll see what four teams are still alive uh, and which team is going to Waffle House next week. Ooh, it's Waffle House. It's gonna be fun. Ah, 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 ah,